The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. Our program is all about living the life you have always dreamed possible through focused acts of intention. Now, here is your host, Kristen Swarczyk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Intentional Living. I am your host, Kristen Swarczyk, and I am so happy to be with you today. I thought I'd begin by giving you some background of who I am. I am a transformation catalyst, and I thrive on helping my clients discover who they are and what they desire in life and to put a plan in place to help them achieve greatness and live on purpose. So why should you listen to me? I have overcome so many obstacles in my life and some really significant ones lately, um, beginning in 2013 with the passing of my mom. So this is what put me on my journey to enlightenment and um is pretty much why I'm here with you today. And today, what I'd like to talk to you about is the spiritual awakening process. And there was no one that came to mind other than my amazing friend and truly gifted coach, um, Lorna Johnson. And we're both going to be talking to you today about the dark night of the soul and the process through enlightenment. So why intentional living? Once we commit to living out our soul mission is what, and that's what essentially happens through this process of transformation. Intentional living helps us to create simple acts and take responsibility to living out our true calling. It's all about sharing your life story with the world and committing to making an impact. And I'm a coach with John Maxwell's team. He just released his new book, Intentional Living. So if any of you are curious about what intentional living means. I encourage you to take a look at his book because it's really great um, for putting that into perspective. So without further ado, let's get started. Lorna, welcome to my first show. I am so (laughs) grateful to have you join me and my listeners. And um, I just wanted to allow you a minute or two to introduce yourself. Hi, thank you. (laughs) This is so exciting. Um, introduce myself. Well, you know, probably very similar introduction, um, to yours. So Mm -hmm. I spent 15 years in the corporate world and sales and marketing and helping build and run big businesses and didn't, didn't listen to my soul soon enough. So, um, as I'm sure we'll get into, um, in the call, when you don't do that, Um, your soul comes knocking and makes things really painful. So I went through um, a very powerful transformational experience and am now thankfully on the other side of it and um, know that part of my calling is to help people through their own transformation, similar to you. So um, the dark night of the soul can be very lonely and terrifying and 
I think it's amazing that you're doing a show on this and that you're, you're going to be talking about this in a lot of avenues. Um, your forthcoming book being one of them um, because there isn't enough out there about how to navigate this part of the transformational part. There's a lot about what happens at the other, on the other side, you know, you come out and you're this bright shining creature, Um, but there's not a lot about the dark part and how to navigate that and make sense of it. So I think it's amazing that you're, that you're um, shedding light on the darkness. And I'm so honored and excited to be here. Thank you. Yes, I mean, you truly are just so important in my life. I mean, going through that dark part, it is so important to have a coach. And many people have more than one coach or therapist just to encourage you to keep going because it's such a phase of isolation that we'll talk about as we get through the phases. But um, Lorna is truly a blessing in my life. And she's also helping me as my editor to my book, which will be released probably um, in 2016 sometime. So um, I'm looking forward to sharing that with you as well. But What I thought um, we'd do, actually, when I was preparing for this show, I was looking back over my notes, and I came across on the web this woman, Angelica, and it doesn't even state her last name, but she is from Angel Star Creations, and she explains the journey of spiritual awakening, and there's not been many people that I've come across that actually describe the journey in different steps, so... I'd like to use the framework that she uses to talk about our journey today. And step one is the undoing stage. So this is where you sense a disconnect in your life and you go on the pursuit of living a better life. For me, this began when my mom passed away in 2013 and I was with her and I was holding her hand as she crossed over. And You know, my mom had always been a worrier, and at that moment when she stopped breathing and I looked at her, there was such amazing peace that just came over her whole body. And at that moment, I knew life was so much bigger than what I was experiencing, and I just yearned like I've never yearned before to find out what is life all about? Because that's how we are when we're crossing over. And her face had never looked so peaceful. So I Mm. wanted to find that state of inner peace. And that's what encouraged me to get on this journey. Mm. Lorna, do you recall, you know, what it was for you that started this undoing stage? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think I I tend to do things um, in, in... I don't know, kind of my own way. So I'm like looking, I'm kind of, I look through these stages and I've lived through all of them, but I think I kind of did them in somewhat different order. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the, uh, the undoing for me was, was a long, so for you, it was like this moment, right? Yes. Like this very crystallized moment. For me, it was much longer. So, and it actually came in the form of, being told by a dream, actually, a, a dream began my undoing, um, mm-hmm. because in that dream, I was, I was introduced to one of my spirit guides, um, one of my soul guides, and that opened up a world that made me realize I had spiritual gifts, I had a whole other side to me that I kind of knew was there, but I was completely mm-hmm. ignoring And 
so I ended up living a double life for a long time. So it was kind of like I was undoing myself over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. and then to the world I was like, everything's fine, everything's fine. Um that that's what I would say. I, I, I began channeling and I mean I really kinda of thought I was going nuts for a while there. Um, yeah. Yeah, and people and, do, you know. Yeah. And so so for me it was it was I could not avoid the call anymore. And I think if I had to crystallize the beginning of the real kind of big transformation, it was when I got fired um, by my mom. <laughs> so oh. we both have we both have mom stories about you know how that was that that moment kind of crystallized. But yeah, I worked in a family business for fourteen years and helped build and run the business. I was on the leadership team and all of that. And but because I wasn't listening and I wasn't following my my call. Um, I, I was not a pleasant person to be around. Mm-hmm. And so I knew it was coming, but I had to be, I had to be kicked out um, because I wasn't going to leave. I had, I had too much at stake. I had, it was the golden handcuffs, you know? So right, right. that was a wake up call. That was a wake up call to kind of go, wait a minute. I can't rely on my gifts and my talents, which I was doing great in all of the kind of ways you get measured, right, by the mm-hmm. outside world. Right. Um, but that was the moment where I realized, you know, I realized there's something, there's something deeper that I'm going to have to pay some close attention to. Otherwise, I think this is going to keep happening. So yeah. I would yeah. say that that would be my moment. Yeah, no. And, you know, the first two steps I had found come together a lot. The second step is sensitivity and heightened awareness. Um, You know, and what happens in the first step is because you yearn to, um, you know, find out why you have this disconnect, you start reading a lot of books, at least I did. And, you know, I just couldn't get enough of all the books on spiritual awakening. And that helped to heighten my awareness for sure. And, um, you know, you also become more sensitive to the people around you because you learn the skills that bring forth awareness and empowerment. And then you're able to almost feel what's going on with the people you're interacting with. And, you know, that can cause pain because people carry so much around with them every day. And when you come become more aware of it, even, you know, as a mother with with young children, you know, I was easily able to see, you know, where they may be stressed in life and different things like that. So at this stage, stage two, um, you know, because of the pain, people often seek ways to escape or distract themselves. And that can be, you know, alcohol, drugs, it can be the internet, it can be food, so many different things, but we are a numbing society. And, um, you know, oftentimes it's in stage two where, people have some sort of wake-up call if they're not living consciously. And, um, you know, that was certainly the case for me because as much as I was on the path to discovering this greater thing, I, um, you know, had lost my mom. And in 2014, you know, I'll tell you about this more some other time, but I, I realized I was in a pretty toxic marriage for 10 years. So I got the courage to divorce. And, 
you know, so I was a single mom of three young children under the age of eight. And, um, you know, it was really difficult. And I had all these people coming into my lives that wanted to hang out with me all the time and have a good time and celebrate this new beginning. And I started drinking a lot. I started going out with my friends and, you know, drinking to numb the pain that I never really um, went through myself. I was making sure everyone else around me was stable. My kids were stable. I had to kind of keep my dad alive after my mom passed away because he almost went down with her. And, um, you know, I didn't realize how much of a crutch my drinking had become. And in March of 2015, I got a DUI. And boy, did that wake me up because here I was, you know, this perfect person. I thought, you know, I was on the PTO of my kids' school. I was running successful businesses. I I was a perfectionist, you know, my whole life I had always gotten straight A's and, you know, just prided myself in being this perfect person. And I get a DUI. And not only did I get a DUI, but I was at a neighbor's house and my children were in the car. So, Talk about a wake-up call for me. That was humongous. Um, thankfully, none of us were hurt. Um, but soul, you know, divine in- intervention stepped in at that point. And, um, you know, now I'm able to look back and see how unconscious I was living my life. I bas- basically was just on autopilot trying to get by every day and make sure everyone else was thriving. But I was crumbling inside. So that was my um, wake up call and um, definitely was something that made me realize at this point I had to do something drastic to change and it was really hard to do because it was really dark you know I didn't even want to go on living with the shame that I was feeling inside um, for myself at that time um, especially since my children were in the car um, You know, I just thought I was the worst mother ever, and how could I have ever done this? So I beat myself up really bad, and um, luckily, I I sought out help um, from not only Lorna, but I also was practicing Reiki, and um, Nancy Gentle Boudry was my um, Reiki uh, practitioner, and it really, between um, the two of them, it helped me to realize that I was here for a bigger purpose. And um, I was determined to make good out of this unfortunate event in my life. And that is what I'm dedicating my life to, is to helping people realize wherever you are in your life, you have a purpose here. And, um, you know, we often have these feelings of we're so unworthy and we're not, you know, meeting the standards that we set for ourselves. But, you know, when we we have the courage to, to go inward, we can find out so much more about ourselves that we are never fully aware about. And it just will provoke you to um, want to learn more. And I know we're coming close to our first break. So um, when we come back from break, I'd love to have Lorna share a little bit about this um, experience from her perspective. And, um, you know, I encourage you to all think about during the break, maybe some some ways that you're living your life on autopilot and not fully conscious about what your needs and desires are. 
because, um, you know, so often that's the case, especially in the society today where everything is um, fast paced. And, you know, for me, I was the do it all, do it perfectly, never let anyone else see you sweat kind of woman. And, um, you know, when people were showing um, their, their feelings of like acceptance for me and approval for me for doing everything so well, um, it just kind of kept me trapped in that environment where I was continuing to strive for more um, perfection and um, it really caused my self-destruction. So we're going to be taking a break now and I will be back soon to talk to you more about this transformational process. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. To reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to kristen.swarczyk at gmail.com. Now, back to Intentional Living. Welcome back, everyone. We're back here talking about stage two, which I mentioned before break, is sensitivity and heightened awareness. So I'm going to let Lorna share her thoughts on this stage, and um, then we'll move on to the others. Go ahead, Lorna. Yeah, so um, this was really an eye-opener for me to see um, when you share these stages with me. I've been through all of them, but to kind of have them laid out this way was like, yeah, that's definitely what happens next. So I think um, for me, it was, I'm an empath. And I'm deeply intuitive. And so I tend to, at this point in my life, when I was kind of going through a very powerful spiritual awakening, I didn't understand it. I did not know. I didn't have steps like this. I didn't have, you know, what you're going to put out as, as, a, as a book to kind of help people, kind of guide them through this transformation. So I was picking up on a lot of people's 
um, shadow. And mm-hmm. what that means for people who might not know is it's the darkness that we hold out of shame, fear, um, or, or any feelings about ourselves that we think is unacceptable. Um, right. And so for me, I went through a long stage where I, I could feel it. I could feel it. I could sense it. And it was very disorienting because they weren't seeing it. So these were, I, I basically ended up moving a lot of my relationships to the archives file. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I just started going, whoa, I've been hanging around some people with some dark energy. And I could now see it. And that was, that was hard. It was hard for me to, to have to end those relationships. But I really kind of couldn't deny my intuition anymore. Um, and then I also talked about channeling. I mean, I, I, I have like literally hundreds of pages of stuff that just started coming through me. Thoughts yeah. and things that weren't really my own um, that it took me a long time to validate and honor. So those would be my two kind of big, big yeah. pieces from that stage. And that is how it can happen. You know, you literally can open a door during this step and, um, you know, you're just feeling the free flow of energy. And that's why that heightened sense of intuition, um, because there's there's not the blocks that you're used to having in your life. So, yeah, it can be really painful and really um, confusing to you until you get um, an understanding of what's happening, which, you know, will happen later on. So in the essence of time, I'm going to keep moving, um, but the next stage is um, infusion of the kundalini energy. And for any of you wondering if you've been in this phase, uh, most likely you probably have not if you're not sure, because this kundalini energy is really, really intense. Um, This actually happened to me when I was in a Reiki session, and they had all these crystals around me, so I don't know if that enhanced it for me, but I was in a really great place. It was actually after um, the DUI and, um, you know, gosh, I I can't even believe how great a space I was in, but I was practicing everything so much um, and staying so balanced and, you know, feeding myself really healthy live foods, which is so important to committing to being awakened um, is to not eat the processed foods, really eat live foods. And I stopped drinking, you know, in March and committed to not drinking anymore. So um, there was nothing really numbing going on in my body and my body was really awakened. So anyway, I'm on the Reiki table and um, this kundalini energy just starts flowing through my body and I've never experienced anything like it before. It was absolutely amazing. Like I was vibrating from head to toe and um, just this pure state of bliss followed. And you just felt like you were pretty much, you know, if you imagine going to heaven, it was like heaven on earth um, for me in this phase. So and then when I got off the table, like my legs almost gave out. I was so weak. So, you know, and it was a few days of really intense dreams for me. I was actually like swimming with dolphins and communicating with them and all sorts of spiritual type dreams where I felt like um, this energy was turned on. It was like a light switch turned on. And um, what I've actually read is 
this is actually where you're doing your greatest shedding of your old self. So it was like I was, um, you know, just all at once shedding off a lot of the dysfunctional habits, the beliefs, all of these things that had kept me stuck in my life. And I was walking onto the path of my new life, aligning with my highest self. So this was truly an amazing um amazing day for me, an amazing few weeks that followed because it doesn't go away. Once the kundalini energy is turned on, it's always going to be with you. It's just you're able to manage it more um, as you move forward. And, you know, I hate to even go into this next phase, which is the dark night of the soul, because, um, (laughs) you know, here you are aware of, you know, this wonderful feeling, but there's always another side to it. And the complete other side of it is the dark night of the soul. And this is where you have the dying off of the ego, like I just mentioned. Um, You know, and this is where I really had to commit to looking at my life critically, looking at everything about it, you know, everything I was doing on a daily basis. And seeing how it aligned with my values. And what I came to realize at that time was I had not, I'm 41 years old, I have not for my entire life really been living my own values. I was living the values my parents instilled in me and my entire life things were going really well. So I didn't really see the need to change them you know, or even just examine them any further. So at this time, I got really clear, and Lorna did this amazing exercise with me where we went through the the archetypes, and we can see clearly where we're giving our power away. And, oh, my gosh, I was giving my power away to way too many people and way too many situations and not even aware that I was doing it. And this is what's so huge. Um the, the awareness is power is one of my favorite statements because when you get this awareness, um, you know, you just see how you can shift your life. But during this, this dark night of the soul to get back to the stage, I mean, it is brutal because not many people are going in the, you know, going through this. I was the only person. No one else was mm. leaning inward proactively to deal with these awful emotions, but it was just something I knew because I had this catalyst event that I had to do. And thank God for Lorna because she was, you know, encouraging me throughout the process. And that's why it's so important to have a coach. And that's what I help do, um, you know, with my clients today is to help them get through this and to realize that there is the most brilliant light on the other side of this journey. And, um, so I don't know, Lorna, what your thoughts are on this. You've <laughs> kind of touched on on parts of it, but you truly know how painful this dark night of the soul is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say one quick thing about the kundalini energy and then mm-hmm. um, my favorite, which is the dark night of the soul. Um, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it. For me, it came in two. It happened twice very far apart from each other and very, very different experiences. One was a deeply spiritual experience where um, I had spent, I had gone to a retreat, my favorite place on the planet. Literally, it's the most, it's just incredibly infused with powerful energy. It's called Christ in the Desert Monastery outside of Santa Fe. And um, 
driving back, I drove there, um, and from Chicago, it's a 19-hour ride, and I, I drove back in one one fell swoop, and I don't know how I got home because I was in an altered state the entire time, and not from any kind of substance. <laughs> this was right, right. pure. This was pure. I mean, I was buzzing. So what you were describing is like this. And I don't, I didn't know what it was at the time, but I was literally, I literally felt like my body was plugged into an electrical outlet and it mm-hmm. w- it went on and on and on. Um, and that was very powerful. That was years and years and years ago. Um, so, and then the other one was, uh, was a sexual experience that, so that one was more physical. It was more kind of visceral and earthy, but mm-hmm. it was the same. It was, it, it had the same effect, which was, um, really just it, what, what it does for me is it, it opens the door. It just completely opens, it blows the door open. Actually, it doesn't open it. Right. It, it blows right. it open. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, that's a great way to so, describe it. So, and, and you're right. You can't, you cannot go backwards. I mean, once, once you are infused with that energy, um, there's no going back, and if you try to go back, things get really worse. They get they get a lot worse. They don't. Mm-hmm. You can't kind of go backwards. Um, the dark night of the soul. Um, this for me was was quite long because I because I resisted it, and so I think just the one thing I want to share because I know we want to be mindful of time and get through the other stages is um, the more you resist this stage, the more shame you feel about being in this stage when, as you said, almost nobody around you is, it can be, it can feel very shaming. Um, it can feel like you're crazy. I mean, there's a whole tradition, which I am deeply kind of in tune with just at a soul level, um, around the dark goddess. The dark goddess is that archetype that ushers in this exact journey, this exact transformational journey. And the dark night of the soul is, is ruled over by the energy of the moon. Um, that's where the dark goddess kind of, you know, is connected. And as we say, people become lunatics, right? We've associated the moon with going, going crazy. Mm-hmm. And so this is what this stage can feel like. It can feel like you're at, you're, you're literally going crazy. Mm-hmm. And so... I just want to, you know, and I, I did. I felt that way. I became suicidal. Um, I actually had to check myself into a facility for three days. Um, mm-hmm. And it was very scary. And, and there's no denying the terror of this stage. If, if you don't feel terrified, you're not allowing it to, do its, to work its magic on you. And... But if you have a guide, which is what you said about having a coach, if you have a guide, you will make it through and you will become like the phoenix rising from the ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so much to say about that. But I think that's, I think so I just want to leave this stage with, you know, encouraging anyone who feels like they might be in it or going through it, <laughs> um, yeah. that it is it is a divine experience and it's to be honored and revered for its power. Um, but not to be shamed, um, and to make sure you have a guide to help you. 
Yeah, I, I view that as someone just holding the torch for you, um, you know, and that's what you did for me. And that's what I try and do with my clients is, you know, simply it's you have to go through it yourself, which is why, you know, it's going to continue to be difficult. But um, you will feel empowered going through this stage um, because of the guide that you have with you. And um, it's just so, so amazing to know that it will get better and um, committing to knowing that is, is really important. So, um, yeah, that pretty much sums up um, the terror of that <laughs> phase. Um, and the next phase, we're, we're going to be heading to break in, in about two minutes, but I will start um, the next step, and that is the integration step. This is where you're learning how to ground the spiritual energy into your physical body and create the meaning for others. So, you know, you're you're going to continue to feel these new insights. A lot of people call this um, this phase where, you know, they can actually have downloads of spiritual information come to them. And, um, you know, some people have visions depending on, on what, you know, you either can see it or feel it. But you're feeling a heightened awareness from, you know, the earlier stages. But here you're just, you're getting a lot of information thrown at you. And it can be extremely confusing unless you have a good plan in place to integrate the information as it comes through. So it's so important that you ground it. And one way you ground it is by your the way that you communicate things to other people. You know, some of this information can be highly spiritual in, in the way that it's communicated to you. But you want to make it, you know, easily understood by other people and um, taking, you know, the time to communicate it with meaning um, that others can understand is important. And another thing that happens um, during this integration phase is you're able to look at yourself as multidimensional. And, um, you know, one thing you can start seeing is that you have a masculine and a feminine side and that these can work to our advantage um, if we know when to play up one side and the other, um, depending on different events that are going on in our lives. So um, you start to integrate the two to um, take action in the world um, and bring forth change in, in such a way that it makes the most sense. So that's another way that integration can come into play here. Um, and, and there's lots of different things. I don't know, Lorna, if, if anything's come into mind that helped you integrate this. Um, well, there's a lot here, but the fact that you mentioned integrating the masculine and feminine, I think, is just awesome. Um, and it's something we don't realize is happening. I actually think that it's the purpose of this transformation, actually. Mm -hmm. Um which we don't realize. We, we don't realize at all really what the purpose is until we kind of start to move through to the other side of the dark night of the soul. Um, but actually a lot of the stuff that I, that was coming through me in terms of downloads Lorna, and all of I that. I don't mean to you cut to you stop. off, but we're going to be heading to break in okay. just a few, few seconds. So we'll continue with those thoughts as soon as we come back. Okay. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Thank you. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now 
on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. We're all living in the moment, but you never know when life is going to take a unique turn. It doesn't have to be a challenge, but perhaps more of a detour to get where we need to be. On The Sky's the Limit, host Karen Levitt knows that experience, having faced it herself. Learn about her journey from a life-changing event to where she is now. Her guests are amazing people who are living these experiences and overcoming obstacles. Learn from their stories every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. To reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to kristen.swarczyk at gmail.com. Now, back to Intentional Living. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so sorry to cut off Lorna. She was getting on to some great information. So, Lorna, I'll let you continue with um, the integration step. <laughs> no problem. Um, yeah, this one, um, I think is, I was actually just sharing with, with you on the break. I believe that this is the purpose of this journey. In other words, when we start on this journey, the reason we have to go on it is because we're not integrated. Um, our masculine and our feminine are not integrated internally. Um, and, you know, you mentioned a divorce that you went through. I, I went through the same. And, you know, when we're not integrated, when, when our masculine and feminine are not integrated internally, that is going to reflect itself in our relationships. And a lot of times um, what we discover is that the person we've chosen to be with is simply a reflection of our unintegrated and sometimes our shadow aspect internally. And so this part for me has been incredible. Um, unbelievable to see how when I integrate my, my feminine and my masculine internally, how that almost immediately reflects in incredible um, relation, actual relationships in the outside world. Um, people who are integrated, men and women who have integrated both of those. And those relationships can become incredibly synergistic. And um, I think that's, that's the other purpose of it because we can't, we cannot uh, achieve our potential. This is my belief. We cannot achieve our potential in a vacuum. We are meant to co-create um, with others and to create something larger than any of us could do on our own. And the only way to do that is for each one of us who is involved to be fully integrated internally in that masculine and feminine energy. And when people come together who are all integrated, what can be created among them is magical. And 
So I think this is the part where the personal journey starts to radiate outwards into a collective journey, if that makes any sense. To me, that's, this is the stage where that begins to, you know, begins to start happening. Does that make sense? It does. And that was just beautiful the way you described that, Um, you know, and and one thing that's so important that you mentioned is, is bringing your journey to the community. Because, you know, whatever you discover is your true inner calling, sharing it with the world is, is so essential to moving forward with the journey. So, you know, what Lorna had said, if we're all coming together, collectively, aware of the integration of our best selves, um, there's nothing really more powerful. You know, there's nothing you cannot achieve. And that's why, you know, the law of attraction, all these different things come into play here. And when you're standing in your truth and when you're giving um, this energy back out to the world that's so radiant and positive, you, you start attracting everything good back to yourself. And, you know, if you've ever had the opportunity to, to experience that, you know, you just feel like you're in the zone, you know, and you're not even really, it's, it's almost effortless because you're just, um, you know, and this leads into the final stage, where, which is strength, balance, and harmony. You're in harmony with yourself. You're balanced. You're fully balanced. You're living... Um, you know, your physical body is balanced with the spiritual knowledge that that you're acquiring all the time um, and all these habits and, and ways of living. Um, you know, this is where intentional living, I think, is so important because staying balanced dis- despite whatever's going on in your life. I mean, we're all so busy with our families, with our jobs, and it's so easy to just focus in on one area of our lives, but that is what's going to keep us blocked and um, trapped in our own lives. It's, you, know, you have to make time to go out in nature and connect with um, the spiritual mm. world, the other world. You have to make time to go to the gym. You have to make time to make healthy meals. As we know, so much easier to you know buy junk food on as, as a convenience. But all of these things take time, um, and that's where balance comes into play. But when you integrate all of these things, um, you can find, you know, not only are you performing optimally, but you find a state of inner peace. And I experienced this through the journey of, um, you know, my catalyst of a horrible event of a DUI and um you know, I actually had to go to jail for five days um, because my kids were in the car. And talk about facing your biggest fears. Um, I, I never could have imagined going to jail and actually surviving that. And I'll never forget the day when they handcuffed me in the courtroom and took me off to jail. Um, you know, I was completely at peace. And talk about an amazing moment in my life. I mean, I just knew that I could focus on the moment in front of me and get through it. And that these five days, yeah, they were going to be difficult, but so many bigger things were on my horizon and this was not my purpose. Um, I just had to do my time and get through it. But, um, you know, this is where I felt the harmony come into play. And 
when you feel that, that's pretty much true liberation. Uh, it's it's what we strive for in our life. It's it's what I strived for finding in my mom when I saw that peace come over her face when she passed away. You know, here I was on earth, able to live that out. And once you can do that, you can tap into it at any point. You know, you can simply just walk out of your external conditions and recenter yourself and find that inner peace. It's that simple. And that's what I try and help, you know, my clients to to get those tools and learnings so that when they're going through this journey, they can tap into this at any point. And it's truly powerful. So uh, that's been my experience with all of the, the steps of the process, but specifically the harmonization that comes into play here. Anything you'd like yeah. to add, Lorna? Um, well, my own experience of this, I'm kind of trying to understand how integration is different than strength, balance, and harmony. They kind of, they kind of feel similar, although... They I do, they do. What the, yeah, I, I think maybe what the distinction is, is, is again, bringing it further out into, into the world, into, um, relationships into your, your, your new calling, um, mm-hmm. so that, so that maybe, maybe the fifth step is more about internal integration, I might call it. And then the sixth step is external integration. So as you become aligned and the masculine and feminine, I was thinking, does anyone really understand what we mean by that? Um, mm-hmm. and that could be a whole radio show on its own, but, um, when you when you integrate the energies of the masculine and feminine internally, it naturally calls for you to begin doing that in the world. Um, and so, your intuitive sense, your ability to heal, because a lot of this is about stepping into your calling as a healer of some type, a healer, a transformation catalyst, like you realize mm-hmm. you are. Um, it requires that you use both both your masculine and feminine energies to do that and it just naturally will manifest in the outer world as new habits as a new calling i think this is a this is the part this is the place where people change careers where they switch from kind of the old quote-unquote old paradigm of how they're earning literally earning an income um to earning it through their deeper spiritual awareness and gifts, whatever those may be. Um, so to me, and, and that certainly happened, and it's just a natural outpouring of, of, the, of the fifth step for me. I mean, it almost feels like the same step. I guess that's what I'm saying. So I went from being a, an executive in corporate America, answering to someone else, putting in time for vacation. <laughs> yes. Asking someone else's permission to take a, a purposeful pause, as you call it, right. um, to to realizing that I was called to help people through their own dark night of the soul and mm-hmm. opening a coaching business and, and a consulting business and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, And I, I know so many people. I also work as a manager, as you mentioned, and my my niche is, is helping women tell their stories of truth and transformation which of course is what you're doing as well. And so, and this isn't this, you know, I've heard this from every woman that I've worked with that the, there's an inner 
um, journey that they take, which which naturally at some point makes them aware that they're meant to take that out into the world and be a beacon of light for others who need to go through the same journey that they went through. Um, so that's what I would say about, about the sixth stage. Yeah, and I think what you just said there, I mean, that's why the work that we're both doing today doesn't even feel like work. And and that's what I encourage all of you to realize is that once you discover what your soul mission is, you, you're going to be so passionate about that work that it never will feel like work to you. Mm. And that's actually where the balance is so hard. You know, the, the part mm. that I struggle with the most right now is to stop my work because I love it so much that I could do it all the time. It's just, <laughs> it, it's so empowering to watch other people step into their greatness and to shift their life drastically and realize that they are the ones in control of how everything plays out because it's as simple as no matter what's happening to you, it's up to you how you want to interpret it. And when we realize that, that it's all starts in our mind, you know, and it's the sooner we let go of these self-limiting beliefs and um, resentment or whatever it is that we're holding in ourselves, you know, that just opens up the doorway and lets that negative toxic energy out of your body and opens it up so that more positive light can come in. And, um, mm. you know, it's been fun to kind of have people tell me lately, you know, when I do speaking engagements or different things, that I look like I'm radiating um, mm. the energy out. And, you know, that's that's the external um, presentation of it. You know, you you live it so deeply that you actually just look healthier and you look radiant because your whole body is just in sync. So that, I think, um, is, is the um, affirmation that you get from the external world, you know, that you truly know when you're in this stage, when you're, you're hearing people say that to you, or you just feel it yourself, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know about you, Lorna, but, you know, you just definitely know when you're, you're in that place. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I just keep thinking, this is, this is the stage that we hear about all the time, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, and so I just, I think I, I actually just want to say, um, there's no better or worse stage to be in. And there was a long time when I, I was striving for this stage because I knew that it was, you know, like I knew it was possible and I knew it was kind of the part of the whole package. And, and I think that's why my dark night of the soul like went on so freaking long mm-hmm. because yeah. I was, I was striving for this stage and I was making it better. I was making it better to be there than where I was. And, um, so I guess for whatever reason, I'm just feeling, I'm just feeling called to say, you know, for those listening, there really is no stage that's better or worse. It is all a part of the journey and each stage has its incredible beauty. Um, and so 
where I am now, I mean, I'd much prefer being <laughs> here yes. um, than where I was. I wouldn't go back, you know, at all. But um, there's, a, I, I, did a, I did a retreat recently, and I spoke on joy in the darkness. And for me, that, that's where I, um, that's what I'm so grateful for is because I have down days. I have down weeks. I have moments where, you know, it's not, it's not complete bliss. But I'm able to, even in those times, feel an incredible sense of grounding and centeredness and what I would call joy Yeah, that persists regardless of how radiating I'm feeling in the moment um, or appearing to other people. And to me, that is the greatest gift of it this is. journey. Yeah. Yeah, that is the greatest gift. And I love how you bring all of that to fruition for our, our listeners today. Um, and I hope all of you have enjoyed this show. I know for me, it's been an amazing time um, sharing this this journey with you and having Lorna on with me. So I hope you guys will tune in again next week. And um, I look forward, please send me an email with any of your comments or feedback, and I'll follow up with you as soon as possible. Thank you, Lorna, so much, and have a great day, Thank everyone. Thank you. Thank you for joining Kristen Swarczyk and Intentional Living. Please be sure to tune in again next Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until next week's show, continue to live on purpose. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.